0: What's up folks, this is Mike, and welcome to the Mike Mantell Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. So this is a podcast where I'm using the art of curious conversation to meet with people who are doing big things in the personal growth movement, in the consciousness movement, and in the intimacy movement, and how those three movements intersect. And so I'm speaking to leaders from those movements and getting to know their worldviews, getting to know their life journeys, and just picking out their wisdom. Because I want to learn how to be an admirable human being, and so I want to learn from these other admirable human beings. And I also want to know what's going on in the zeitgeist of these particular movements that I find myself impassioned with. And so this podcast is me sharing the journey of such explorations. Now today I talked with a guy named Dante Garcia. and. It was cool. Um, I like Dante a lot. So Dante lives in Seattle, and I know Dante through a friend of mine, Mari. Who, they live together is how I originally did know Dante. And yeah, and first I just got to know him because he was just a super chill dude. It was just like, this guy's got great vibes. Like, of course I want to kick it with him. And then I got to know him a little bit more and I realized like, damn, he's not just a chill dude with great vibes. Like he's really uh, quite brilliant and he's a visionary and he's got incredible wisdom and has tapped into a lot of different sources of wisdom. And and anyways, I really respected him. And so I've gotten to know Dante a bit in Seattle and I think he's a really solid guy. So Dante is an entrepreneur, and the current business that he owned and created is called Story 2 Designs, where he'll explain it in much more depth in this episode, but in essence, he'll work with companies who are doing their best to acknowledge that the state of the world has a lot of challenges in it, and how can we address those challenges and bring humanity towards the future that we want. And so companies that are working towards visions like that, Dante's company, Story2Designs, works with those companies and helps them understand and craft their own narrative, craft their own story. And so Dante has a is essentially specialized his thinking in stories and how humans are storytelling creatures. That's what we are prone to do. And so he not only has crafted his own worldview and understanding of life through this idea that we're constantly telling stories but he's made it his, his life's work and is helping companies tell their story. It's really, really refreshing viewpoints that this guy, Dante has. So yeah, we talked a lot about his company. We talked a lot about just the, fut- the future of humanity and uh, op- being optimistic about it and where humans might be going and looking at tendencies of humans to better understand the species and the power of paradox and what it means to be able to hold multiple perspectives and why that's important. And we talked about purpose and how Dante relates to his purpose. And talked about integrity and what it means to be a living, action-oriented manifestation of one's virtues. uh, Of one's values, rather. So yeah, it was a really cool conversation. Uh, I really got a lot out of it. And it just, it was a different flavor than I've been having on the show recently. And it, it was cool. It's making me inspired to continue to explore different directions with these conversations and guests. So... I want to speak my daily gratitude to you. You know, I think gratitude is a really important practice. I love gratitude. It, it feels so good to be thankful. And so whenever I thank you, the listener, part of it's my own practice, for sure. And part of it's also because I'm asking for your support, too. So I do want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you're listening to this this project that I put so much time and work and energy into. It means a lot to me that there are folks out there who are... In putting the art that I'm putting out there and giving some level of appreciation to it by listening and understanding. So I want to give you my gratitude for that. And, and, you know, I am doing my best to align myself with giving good to the earth. And I'm doing that the best I can figure out how to. And for me, a lot of that is in this podcast of really trying to explore ideas that are valuable for the transformation of uh, individual humans and collectively how we can do our best best effort for humanity as a whole and so I'm trying to do good with this podcast and so any support for it uh, would mean a lot to me and so if you want to rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you use that'd be dope, uh, if you want to share with a friend that'd be dope too and the last thing that I want to say is the intro and extra song for this podcast, which I personally think is super dope, I'm really happy with it I want to give a shout out to the artist who made it his name is Will Lowry, check him out soundcloud.com backslash the lowrider and writer is spelled with a y the lowrider uh he's a friend of mine classically trained musician he's like a piano genius and is creating his own music through a variety of electronics and vocals and he's highly talented so check him out all right my friend i hope you have a wonderful time listening and hope the rest of your day in general is wonderful yeah i hope hope it's a day that makes you feel really good about yourself i want one of those too all right, peace. All right, Dante. Do you ever... By the way, does anyone ever call you Dantezy? Just because that uh, that keeps coming to my mind whenever I see your name.
1: <laughs> you know, um, I actually don't have a lot of nicknames. Folks haven't given me a lot of
0: nicknames. So if you want to use it, go ahead. <laughs> Great. Permission accepted. Cool, man. First, um, I guess just to get like a, a basis for the way that you move through the world. I wanted to just give space to talk about and hear about your projects, namely Story 2 Designs and Story-Based Strategy. But maybe we could start with the former Story 2 Designs. And maybe a good place to start is your relationship with the the vision of that project and company.
1: Absolutely. Um, so Story 2 Designs is a worker cooperative, um, based in Seattle, and um, it originated between like 2015, 2014. Um, We're a largely um, people of color-led organization, and um, we came and kind of came together around a realization that was kind of settling in on myself as well as others in in the cooperative. And um, it's just that in this moment, in this historical place that we're in right now, like Like just realizing, looking up from all the daily stuff that's going on in this historical moment, like our generation, millennials and younger, um, it's almost like everybody knows that our current culture is unhealthy and unsustainable. We might have different ways of articulating it. We might have different personal experiences to it. We might have different analyses, whatever, but just this general underlying assumption that things just aren't right right now. And with that caveat, a lot of folks around me, like there's a sense of kind of just like nihilism or pessimism or we're just screwed. And I fortunately have had the experience of growing up in a movement community and organizing community, being part of conversations, being part of communities that are really asking and looking and and thinking about what else is possible. And um, for us um, as people who don't necessarily, who, who believe that there are many ways forward And um, looking at the kind of community or the the lay of the land a little bit, realizing there's a lot of good work that's actually happening. And we want to actually figure out how we can stand behind these folks and tell those stories better. And so that was kind of the emergence of story two designs is really realizing that our current paradigm, our current system right now isn't working out for folks and that we're in a very unique historical moment where things are changing and transitioning and shifting. And we want to be part of that transformation and so really at the core of our business at the core of our work is um, asking that question and and dedicating ourselves to making transformation irresistible and so we wanted we we've started by okay if we're going to do this let's work with folks who've already been doing this work for you know who've been thinking about it strategizing about it pouring their hearts and souls out about it let's help them first and that's kind of where we've started and what we've been doing for the last three years
0: Yeah. What is it about having a story for like a company or a person that is, that's so um, impactful and empowering?
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this, this bridges a lot of things for us and that's kind of, it's, it's inherent in our, in our, in the name of our organization. But for us, story is, is inherent because as humans, we're meaning makers. We make meaning out of the world around us. We interpret the smells, the, the visuals, the sounds, the relationships. And we 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 composite those into what you might call a story. It, we, we make meaning out of them. This is something that a lot of folks say at the Center for Story-Based Strategy or a, a reference point. But a lot of times, you know, we look up into the sky and we're like, oh, look, there's the Big Dipper. Look, you know, there's Orion's belt. And and really those 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 meanings that we've made out of those balls of gas that may not even be alive anymore, may already be out. And we're just looking at the traces. Of, of light that's come from those um, distant planets or, or um, stars, we've made meaning out of those. And every culture makes it, has their own stories or other pieces. And really, it's, it's what holds things together. We have facts and it's really story that gives life or is like the vehicle for the, that information.
0: Got it. My, my sense is that when you're telling a story, I'm using the events that have happened to date in order to craft a narrative. Okay, so if I look at myself, I've got this this life of experiences and uh, a constellation of stars that I've lived, and I can connect those dots in many different ways, and depending on the ways that I create my own story, it could lead to this present moment being one where like, my trajectory is into doom and downward because uh, my life has sucked and I've been doomed for failure, or I can have a different story where it's like, yes, this is the perfect place I need to be. I'm, I'm in ascension. I'm, I'm moving towards goals, Uh, But I'm curious when you're helping companies craft story or think about story for yourself. How much is the purpose to predict or affect the future? Right. Because if you're telling a story about your own life, whichever story you have will will lead you in a different direction. And I guess I'm wondering to what to what extent do you can can you affect your future based on the story that you tell about your past?
1: Ah, Absolutely. For us. I write you, your your question in some ways, holds some of the pieces to the answer. And that any good storytelling starts with knowing where we've already been. What are the stories that have already been told? And for us, the way that we really help folks um, think through this is is, um, through a process of of reframing, of thinking about, okay, here's the current stories that exist around you. Here's the current stories that you're trying to tell right now. And where are those stories heading? What are they alluding to? What are they making? possible in the future. And so if I, you know, tell a story, if I zoom into my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, Dante, you had all these commitments that you wanted to do this year and goals, and you haven't quite hit this and you quite haven't hit that. If I really zoom into that aspect of my identity, that story in some ways can be really self-fulfilling and and really limiting. If I were to reframe that, if I were to maybe to take a step back and be like, um, standing back and looking at this and be like, wow, Dante, You may not necessarily be at the best place right now or you may not necessarily be on top of all of your goals. But if you really step back for a moment, you've gone places. You've you've really accomplished a lot over this last little bit. And it's incredible to see, you know, how different your vision for yourself is or for your community or what you're building now in relationship to what you're building last year. Um, That might be one way. Uh, Another reframe might be like, you know, when when things get tough, don't stop. Keep walking. Don't stand. don't just sit in the dirt you know like make sure you go all the way through through that darkness and get to the other side um, that might be another reframe um, but absolutely being able to have that self-reflection being able to have that awareness is is a place that really we like to start with because that's those are our key indicators about where we're going and, and we can ask that question is 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 this story that we're telling leading us to where we want to go right. And 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 that and that's where I think where we find a lot of fun and, and playing and things. So, you know, can story help affect us and where we're going? Absolutely. That is, again, coming back to us as humans, meaning and, and stories is what makes us possible. I really like Žižek, um, uh, I believe a Slovenian, I hope I get that right, a Slovenian philosopher talks a lot about mass media and the role of mass media. And again, currently in, in our imaginations, uh, the, the motifs and archetypes of apocalypse, of zombies, of end of times, of, of intensity. That's a, a real popular imagination. And one so much so that people are playing you know, zombie games, are, are preparing for the end of for the collapse, are uh, you know, enraptured in, in these notions. And um, his critique and his, his offering is like, we have such a clear vision of, of this post- societal structure which is just complete chaos and right right. um zombies and and terribleness and he he challenges you and and asks like is there another future because right now his critique is that so many of of american and popular americans are caught between our current um stasis and apocalypse and that doesn't leave a lot of options or a lot of imagination for what else might be possible and I've kind of been teasing with my co I was like you know what like screw it if, if if people really are preparing for the end of the world and end of times and and are you know uh, 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 so obsessed with this can we please just do like the apocalypse without guns <laughs> like I will so much love to be in an apocalypse where we don't have to like hunt each other down and be scared that I'm gonna get killed like all of these darn things from black mirror to whatever it's just like so much and I'm like can we start building narratives that don't lead us down one where we're having to, like, compete and, and kill and, and have such a strong scarcity mindset? Like, what would a future, what would, a, what would be a societal collapse that was healthy, that was, like, you know, sustainable, that was, like, based around community, or, um, you know, what, what would another future be? Um, that isn't one yeah. so like despot.
0: Yeah, oh, dude, this I, I'm really digging this just because I, I haven't really like dug into the the framework of story. Uh, like, I obviously know it's a powerful thing, but I like how fundamental it is to your your work and your worldview. Because what it makes me wonder is, yes, th- there's a lot of problems going on in the world. That's, you know, that's undeniable, and we're all very familiar with the. with a dystopic outcome uh, of imagining a dystopic outcome but it really does make me wonder like what would happen if everybody collectively just began to imagine that we were on a different story and that we were at some point where like we had to go through something challenging as a species in order to break through into unity or something if everybody believed that story i i I, I'm just, I don't know what would happen. I'm i am curious.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm so curious too. And, and, um, uh, you know, that's, that's like the, I, I, one classic of course is Watchmen, which hmm. has that kind of, uh, has oh, that Okay, I never arc. seen that really. Okay. Well, if you ever yeah. get into it, that's, a, that's like the fundamental oh, cool. under underlying piece, especially in the comic. I, I can't quite recall the movie as well, but the comic really comes down to that. It's, you know, the, 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 the world is, is caught up in the Cold War and um, the, the turning point is that, shoot, I can't remember if it's the blue man or just like some aliens come down and like start wrecking havoc. And it's that realization that there is a bigger threat than each other um, that actually unifies um, and provides a path forward.
0: Yeah, I like, I like that thought, like maybe what we need is an alien invasion in order to get everybody yeah, on the same team. Realize I that, <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, it's so much more than my
0: neighbor that I should be concerned about.
1: One of the interesting things about being humans and about stories is that I think we live in a current paradox right now. And and that paradox is that as humans, um, we have a limited bandwidth. And because we have a limited bandwidth, um, we we seek shortcuts or we seek... Tropes that that are easy to adhere to, such as you know, I you know, a good person and a bad person, or a right and a wrong, and you know that those kinds of tropes are really easy to adhere to and remember and participate in. And at the same time, we know that the world is so much more complex that there is so much variation. Um, but unfortunately, we live at a time where the world is so complex we can't wrap our mind. No one person has a full understanding of what's going on right now. And yet that totality is, is totally in, in our lives right now. We live such complex lives. So many things are interwoven and in relationship with each other. Um, it's really hard to navigate through things. And so we look at something like climate change. It's really hard to create a strong, compelling narrative or story around it that enrolls people of varying politics and varying identities and varying experiences Whereas in like, you know, a a simple story, the one that has a lot of weight and enjoyment to it has a really clear villain and has a really clear hero. And um, I think, you know, it's interesting to see things like Game of Thrones and other um, stories emerge that play more with variants. And like, I think a lot more people are, are enjoying stories that have more, not quite sure if this hero is really a good person or... You know, not sure how bad that hero is when it comes to things like climate change. It's so hard to put a finger down and say, this is the character. You know, imagine if, you know, if we could turn climate change into this very clear villain. Oh, it's this one thing, but there's so many layers. There's agriculture. Does it, you know, people still, it's ridiculous. People are like, does it even exist? I don't know if it exists. I can't see it kind of thing. It's still snowing outside. And it just, it's such a, it's so complex uh, it's hard to make a, a cohesive narrative that we can all participate in that people of varying identities will part will will, will share with each other
0: right. Oh, God that's that's fascinating because I mean to me that also harkens to just the uh, the personal journey. and I think it's not uncommon in this day and age for people at least people who I've grown up with and went to college with can get roped into just this uh, a corporate, some kind of corporate uh, scheme with corporate narratives that don't necessarily align with what feels true to their value system. And so people are going through the world, I think, um, often devoid of a sense of purpose, because there's no clear dragon. There's not like a clear, like, yes, I defeated this thing. And now I'm, it's also amorphous. It's, we don't really know what we're battling against or, or battling for. And it, it seems like that exists both on the macro and the micro scale. Very
1: on the personal, yeah. It's so hard to find meaning in our own selves, for sure. And like for me, like part of my politic or part of my identity is is not just idealism, believing that like you know whatever I put my mind to and whatever I focus on, I can manifest and things like that. I also like strongly believe in like the material reality, the the physical constraints, the the environment in which we exist in. And I think one of the things that I'm experiencing, especially as somebody who's so in the digital world um, and, and really growing up in this turning point, is just how we are our attention, our awareness has has been captured by entertainment. That right now, the the current system that we live in really drives us is bent towards capturing our attention. That from scrolling from all the screen time and all this kind of stuff that we have, it really does absorb us. And, and again, as, as mini makers, we love drama.
0: Mm, like yeah. we
1: love drama. It is yeah. so stimulating for us. We love watching <laughs> other people go through drama. May that be celebrities, yeah. may that be your Facebook, may that be scrolling through Reddit, whatever. Right. Like we love exploring drama um, and it's really captured us. It really has, has captured so much of our time and existence. Is, is entertainment and, and a lot of and a fair portion of it is a drama growing up in that experience it i, I don't want to be too like romantic of the past but i'm curious like what would be different if if we ha- if there was more time for us to explore our own selves if there was time to to explore our own journeys to we we don't have that we we spend so much more of our time in a position of absorbing other people's content you know we we what 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 used to look like playing like going on an adventure looked like you know being outside and and go like in the woods and and doing things and now it's being mediated through video games so much of of what music used to be was your own personal expression having instruments um and now so much of music is just listening to it and not actually self expressing and so I, i'm so curious you know what what that contrast or difference would be in terms of you know the space to find oneself because honestly at the end of the day when it comes to at least for me when it comes to finding my own dragons and other pieces like that
0: it takes time for sure and it's not it's not found in your facebook feed
1: no no exactly you know? it's not found there for sure and it takes a lot of freaking time i yeah. wanna, i don't want to claim any easy easy victories or or, or tell any lies like it, to, to find our own journey to find meaning in our lives is an ongoing life process. Right. (laughs) And you're not going to find it watching Netflix. And you're not going to find it scrolling through Amazon looking at cool things to buy, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. But um, that's where our time is at. That's where we're at right now. So many of us are just logging hours doing that. It's trippy, too, because, like, those companies, Netflix, say, like, will make – it's obviously financially motivated to grab more of our attention because it will make more money off of that – and so, so there's these ways that these companies are getting better and better at, at capturing our attention. And our attention ultimately becomes this commodity. And the more of it we give away, yet the less of it we really have to examine ourselves and connect with yeah, our own sense of purpose.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a dangerous slope. <laughs> so, yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. Dude, um, one thing I'm curious about, this was something that I think was budding when I was asking you about future orientation earlier. So I want to ask you a existential question. A-, a friend asked me this a couple months ago, and I was quite shocked by it. But she asked me, when do I think that humanity will cease to exist? And I'm curious what you, what you think of that question. Whoa. When will humanity cease to exist? Yeah. It's a doozy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know,
1: one of my first, my first thought when thinking about this question is, is to step back and, and ask when, when has humanity been most alive and, or even ask like, what are the undulations? Where are the pockets of humanity? Where are we losing humanity? And, and, and try and think of it less of like a on off switch and more of like a uneven geography. Like where, where are we losing our humanity? Where have we lost our things? And I think that, you know, some of the threat is a little bit through, through entertainment. You know, there are some really good stories that are being told there, and there's some really toxic ones. And maybe not just through entertainment. I, I guess like one, one place I'm thinking about, like one that rings really true to me as, as, as a guy, as, as a man is, is just porn and um, just the pervasiveness and the same approach that it's taken to capturing, um, the attention of young yeah. people yeah and, and even men even even myself and i to be very candid there have been moments where i felt like a loss of humanity um through through spending time on on porn sites
0: I, I like the way you interpreted that question as far as like the dimming of aliveness and how it relates to like our attention being grabbed but i'm also curious on like a um just like a physical level like when will humans be extinct Because there will be some point in the future, most likely when humans won't exist anymore. And maybe it'll become because an asteroid, maybe it'll come because we kill ourselves or something. But I guess I find that question to be interesting because it is some kind of interesting tracer of a person's um, maybe optimism.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, you know, when you asked that question, I was really feeling about the human spirit.
0: Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and trying to really feel that piece out. And, and, you know, I feel really torn around different pieces about like, you know, humans going extinct. Like, I think like right now, um, coming back to that materialist standpoint, it's like, here we are living in this very unique moment in time. And we are living through the sixth mass extinction over the the hundreds of millions of years, maybe even billions of years that the 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 earth has been here, there have been six mass extinctions. And um we're living through one right now. And it isn't humans that are in collapse, but every other species. All these other animals are 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 going through collapse. Insects are collapsing. The um the the life in 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 the oceans is in collapse. Primates and other mammals are also in collapse right now. You know, for me, when asking that question about humanity, in some parts, these are signals that we are losing our humanity. We're losing our connection to what is human, to the very thing that has given us life. Um, and so, those these things um, are, are for me some of the indices or indicators of of the collapse of humanity. When when humans get wiped off the planet, I'm not even sure if if if, if an asteroid will be able to wipe us all off the planet. I, I have a feeling that the, the population density or, or the, the quantity may drop. I would be shocked um, if, if humans were completely wiped off. Right. Yeah, we're pretty resourceful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Of all the species out here on, on this planet, um, there's some tenacity and ingenuity that exists in our bodies um, that might keep some of us alive.
0: I love that interpretation, though, because even if like we fuck ourselves with global warming and it comes down to it, maybe... When we're pushed to the brink of survival, we'll figure out a way to move to Mars or something. Maybe that'll happen. But but like you say, when we watch the Earth degrade and watch these other species degrade, that is emblematic of the human spirit dying dying off or withering. Because that's that is what we come from. Like Mother Nature, it, I feel like no matter what form of spirituality a person's into, the the connection to nature is some undeniable life force. And watching us kill that off is I'm impacted by the way that you took that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's such an interesting piece, and I think like I really do appreciate these thoughts about like where are we headed, what's our future, and to be very candid, I don't think a lot of people have that mindset. A lot of our current, when I say system, I'm you know referring to just like the general stasis of our society and economics and all these pieces. The way that a lot of our 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 structure, our society is structured, is really in short term. Mindfulness, like we're, we're really thinking in, in, in shorter term time periods. I don't think we have a collective mindset that is thinking, you know, at least in, I'll say uh, not at least, but absolutely in the United States, uh, there are other countries, other places where folks might have a different mindset. Sure. In the United States, our, our mindset is very short term. And right now, our political leaders right now are are, are not thinking in, in a cognizant way about a long term reality. Um, and, and, and also even ourselves, the amount of precariousness, the amount of exhaustion, the amount of people that are living month to month. We're just trying to freaking get by. Um, our, our mindsets really aren't set on on the future. I think it's so curious that of all the the, the narratives that enraptured us, enrolled us, has been this vision of going to Mars. Of, of being able to leave this planet of finding something a backdoor
0: escape route i feel like though (laughs) yeah
1: yeah in some ways you know that fascination of you know mars and the opportunity of colonizing another planet and um, there's certainly a lot behind there but i think there's also um, uh, a caveat and that such a fixation doesn't give a lot of space for us to care about where we are currently or about the world that we actually live on and, and that's the historical moment that we're living in. We're living in the time where this current planet is in collapse. And while it's collapsing, everyone's like, oh, but Mars is going to be so great. Or, oh, look, look, we're going to be able to go to Mars. And it's like, okay, we can either try and leave this beautiful heaven, this place of abundance that has given us life and all these things and move. To a place with no oxygen, <laughs> right? Kind of thing that's yeah. terribly cold. That <laughs> right. no one's even figured out how to live on. Yeah, and that's what's our in our imagination for the future. That's where our future is headed. And to some extent, we're caught
0: again between between that fantasy and the exhaustion that we currently have living in this one. Yeah, God, and there's this parallel of that Mars thinking too, where it's almost like I imagine a person who is uh, struggling with their life, struggling to make money, struggling to pay rent. And they recognize that down the road, they have a rich grandparent that's going to die. And they're just like banking on that happening in order to get just a way out of the mess that they've created. Okay, then I'll inherit money and then everything will be fixed. But that's the thing. It's like if we go to Mars, we still have the same collective psyche that we have now.
1: Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. There's. I think I, I have some friends who actually are really excited about that opportunity because I think hidden behind that, the opportunity of going to Mars is a, a, a notion that's deep, and I would say a lot of our stories, um, they they have deep roots. They come; they, the past is prologue. Um, and and you know, in the American Dream, you know, the the new frontier, the, the finding the uh, the the place where I can have my own, where I can start anew. I can you know come to America. I can head west. I can go to Mars. These are all opportunities that underneath it have, speak of, of of starting fresh.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it is so connected to just like the explorer archetype in humanity.
1: And and maybe underneath that is just people are looking to start fresh, looking for a place to start new. Um, and maybe, you know, that same in, in, uh, interest in Mars may actually lie within our own selves. Maybe there is an interest in a lot of people to 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 do something completely, like you just said, like do something completely different than the mess that we found ourselves in you know, that that there
0: is an interest in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful perspective. And, you know, I'm curious, a moment ago when you were talking about people aren't, for the most part, maybe aren't so future-looking, I'm wondering if you have, on a personal standpoint, advice for how to become more, more able to perceive the long game and more, I guess, how to cultivate visionary qualities. Because when I think of you, I feel like you have very strong visionary qualities. You're able to, see the big picture, you're able to think about the future and how parts now affect the future. And I'm wondering if you have advice on how to cultivate visionary qualities.
1: I'm asking, I ask that question a lot. How do we cultivate that in each other? At least I can speak a little bit of how we do it in our cooperative at Story2Designs, how we approach it. And that's to really start with each other. It's the to, it's to first show like to be present to each other and be present to who we are both our strengths and our shortcomings and our blind spots and really you know we've done a lot of work as a group to kind of just check in with each other and and start with with that that we're 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 in this together and um i think in some ways like creating that first layer of connection and commitment towards each other is is like a, a real powerful place to have in our lives. I think it's so important for us to have thought partners to have people that we can be imperfect with to, to folks that we can uh, you know imagine with and and to build that relationship and so for us at our cooperative that's like a very central piece We make time to really check in with each other to have hard conversations to sit in each other's human mess, and to challenge and 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 to work with each other, and then from there, like having that, having that in place, and and being in a community like that where we can really lean on and and show up and, and 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 push each other, that gives us space. You know, when we have those things met, I, I kind of think about like Maslow's pyramid. Like when we have you know safety, when we have you know housing, when we have community and all these things, and food and and shelter and stuff like that, then we can actually self express. And in some ways, like creating that first community, gives us the space to really look out and say, "What is it that we want? Where is it that we're going? What really does matter?" And to explore that with each other. And honestly, like I think, like part of it, for us, I guess some of it, uh, an easy shortcut to some of this is, is our what kind of media do we consume? And and thinking about, for me, one of the things that I've learned, and the invitations that I've had is to like. Study the greats, to read incredible works, to invite yourself to, to participate in those conversations, um, and that to stand on the shoulders of other, of other folks. There have been some incredible minds, some incredible thinkers out there, and it's such a delight to be able to be part of their world, to, to read, to understand how they saw the world, and to play with it to participate in it, be like, you know, I I think it's really hard Um, right now. We live in a time of, of an overwhelming amount of information. It's really hard to find what really is potent, what really is of value, what is really relevant. There's so many distractions and, Oh, this and this life coach and that life coach and all this kind of stuff. And it's like being able to, to really enjoy and find some of the great thinkers and listen to them or read them or watch their videos or things like that is a really, is a huge opportunity. And I invite folks to to go out of their way and, and, and ask for help and try and find the, that kind of information and, and really participate in it, um, to listen to it and synthesize it through their own lives, be willing to to try it on. I think one of the things that I see as a as a gap a lot of times is that here we are today in this inherited world and with all these current things that I'm already a part of and all this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I want to transform my life. I want to do new things. And I think it's so important for us to create space where we can play, where we can practice, and we can perform these new identities. Because I think a lot of us, you know, when it comes to futures and visions, we have all these great dreams about ourselves. But we, to, to know is in some ways the, the booby prize. To know is not enough. We actually have to be willing to, to get onto the court and actually do some stuff. And and try it on. And so, with coming back to our cooperative, it's like, hey, we have trusted each other. We have space in each. We have we made spaciousness for each other. And with that as like a foundation, that gives us space to play and practice and try new things and be weird and and uh, and build a vision. And I, I do really invite folks. I, yeah, I come back. I just like I think it's so important to to know who our elders are, to 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 ground ourselves um, in the greater story um,
0: that's out there right now. Okay, I've got a I've got a question to ask you that um, you asked me this question once, mm. and the question is: What's your current relationship with either your purpose or just the word purpose in general?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, and, um, and
0: it was your question.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, no, thank you yeah, for putting. I, I appreciate that yeah. for giving me the opportunity to actually to um, respond to that question. <laughs> my relationship to purpose it's it's my north star right now purpose is kind of like what gives me life and what i chase and i try and let my own muse my spirit live in relationship to that and for me my purpose my story is that we live in a historical moment right now one of collapse and one of overproduction like the world we've never the world's We've never had this amount of wealth ever exist before, and um, at the same time, we are, we're we're overshooting. We're we're our, both environmentally, but also socially. Um, it's exhausting. It it creates so much trauma. Um, there is so much trauma. Yeah, in our world Dude, right there now, there is. There really uh, is. like again on you know, a material. We literally had a m- multiple world wars. We are currently in ongoing conflicts with millions hundreds of millions of people are in conflict right now and this is over time generations my my dad has lived through this shit my 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 grandfather has lived through this shit like really terrible stuff and it and for me as an immigrant for me as a person living in the united states um or to be the son the, the son of immigrants for me, looking at my dad and, and, and seeing where he's been, looking at my grandmother and seeing where she's been, she grew up in freaking outside of Metro Manila in one of the poorest um, districts of Metro Manila. And here she was at the end of her life in this with this incredible family in, um, in Washington with, you know, uh, this bed that her, that the army paid for that, like, keeps her body moving. With HBO and and classical music playing and like the softest blankets. I didn't even have blankets that soft. And it's like, wow, her journey. You know, what, what she's seen, what she's gone through. It's like, for me, what does what does what is wealth for me? What is purpose for me? What is power for me in relationship to that? And just realizing there's a lot of healing to do. And so for me, it, it's part of that. It's just realizing we're in this historical moment, this unprecedented, it's it's full of paradox. I think that paradox embracing paradox is one of the important practices that i I try and walk with
0: dude, for starters, I really yeah. admire your the way that you were describing your was that your grandmother's story? Yeah,
1: yes, the way you're describing yeah. your grandmother's yeah. story. I could yeah. just
0: feel how much you connected with her with her both with her struggle and with like the what she was able to find, and I just um. I just find for me, that's a practice I'm trying to get better at, which is because I come from a background of incredible privilege. And I think uh, for me, a lot of it is trying to understand what that really means. And I think in order to understand that, it comes with understanding how challenging uh, other people's lives can be that I can never personally relate to. Yeah. But so I I appreciated your willingness or like ability to go there. Yeah,
1: no, no, straight up. My my dad is a social worker. And uh, before there was such a term. Um, he was like, you know, I was an at-risk youth, you know, he grew up in, in San Francisco, um, as an immigrant, um, not speaking English and was ostracized and, um, ended up joining a gang, getting caught, stealing cars and, um, you know, and he realized this is fucked up. And so he, he dedicated himself to, to that community, to folks facing similar experiences. And it's like, holy shit, what it does is to be very candid and in contrast to somebody who who hasn't had as much privilege, it puts a chip on your shoulder. It's like, fuck, dude, like this world is fucked up. And I like, I I need to do something. I need to give back. Like, I realized that I grew up with a chip on my shoulder and that's why I do social work. Like, that's why I try and solve problems because things weren't right. Um, And it's, it's both a strength and a stray jacket.
0: It's, it's. What's yeah. what's the straitjacket aspect?
1: Well, I I just I give myself to others. I I, I will help others. I, I would straight up do all the work that I do right now for free, if 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 the work was meaningful and it, it it doesn't it doesn't allow me in in this system that we live in this economic system. You are rewarded if you act selfishly, and so um, I miss out economically because I'm not acting as selfish as others are.
0: Yeah, it's and it's just interesting too hearing just like a snippet of your story and perspective in the chip on your shoulder, you're saying it just like makes me recognize how um, you and I come in with such different life motivations just because we're our I mean, of course, our experiences are different, but it was just cool for me to see the ways that like both of us have. I, I'm doing my best to be motivated towards good. Like that's yep. that's a goal of mine. Right. It seems like right. you know that's yeah. a goal yeah. of yours also, and it's just interesting how different our paths are to finding good.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, good is a very there's I good see and narratively good is a is a, is a great term because a lot of people can associate with it. They can like yeah, I want a good life. I want, I want good things to happen. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants good. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It, it really is. It's, um, strong narratives are ones that a lot of people can participate in.
0: Oh, and, interesting. And the
1: more that they can participate them over time, that's making the material impact. That's how you change the world.
0: Oh, uh, that's okay. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of like part of the, um, when you're talking about, I think when I, we were talking about like aliens and like, it'd be good, you know, if there's an alien invasion, because we can all get on the same team that's kind of the same principle if we all have a we can all relate to good so we're all yes, participating yeah, exactly yeah absolutely
1: cool jobs 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 it's all about jobs yeah what well, I wanted a couple of things I wanted to go back towards purpose and what my life purpose was so for me um, part of my purpose is about knowing this historical context that we live in and um, that it's unique in its own case and that part of what it is is that our current economic system, is based on exponential growth and has done a really good job of creating and extracting wealth from the natural world and our own bodies and our own like social structures. And it's done an incredibly good job at that. Yay, we have so much wealth. There's no, more people who've never before owned smartphones, entire computers in their pockets, um, refrigerators, AC, um, Coca-Cola, avocado and toast all the way over here. We get it. <laughs> we can eat it every day if we want. Uh, it's it's, set, it's so talented at it. But right now, it, it it doesn't add up. And so for me, I, I, I studied politics and economics, the relationship between those two. And I believe that the world is this, this great unfolding. And in this historical moment, we live this in hyper intense moment of capitalism. And I'm so curious what comes next and what's emerging. For right now, I've been kind of um, enjoying Andrew Yang, who is actually running for president right now. And one part of his platform and part of his messaging that I really appreciate is that he just shares with people he kind of gets off the the main center line of where debate is right now and just comes at it with another perspective that's quite enlightening. And he's like, you know, most people right now wouldn't even realize or wouldn't have guessed that capitalism, um, capitalism's own child would be the thing that would devour it. And that's technology. Like technology is completely revolutionized. It's completely like collapsing and and shifting uh, um, the economy right now. And what that's doing is, um, and in old capitalism, shoot, you or your business ran an entire, gave jobs to hundreds and thousands of people. And today you can run a huge business with just 10 and so much more of it is automated. And so this, the whole economy is actually, we're living a technological capitalism. Like we need more language around that specifies and clarifies the contours of what's actually happening in our lives right now. And it's this hyper technological capitalism is emerging and it has a different landscape than the 1900s capitalism, completely different. And automation and, and robots and all this other big data, all this stuff is very much a real part of it. And So I'm curious what comes next and where is there opportunity? Where is there space for life? I think life, what, what gives life is going to be a, a key guiding piece um, for what comes next, because we're coming up against a lot of death right now. And, all, and it's, it, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a really curious time.
0: I've I've really enjoyed this conversation because – so when you sent me your description before, I I looked at the values that you put down, and I was pretty intrigued. I'll I'll read them off. It was justice, creative self-expression, paradox, historical context, the long game, and joy. And I remember when I read those, I was like, damn, I really like that. And it's – what I'm finding, like, really cool is just from talking with you and hearing you share your opinion and express – uh, I can really see how your your worldview and just the way that you are is such a reflection of your values, which I think yes. is um, a, so, so remarkable.
1: It's 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 a muscle. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta log the fucking hours. You just gotta log hours. That's that. You just that's how it is. It sucks, but you gotta just <laughs> do the fucking reps. It takes time. That's it's one okay. Here's a paradox. Here's a paradox of being human. Is that We have this inability to make things happen, to actualize, to produce. And the paradox is that it takes a lot of time. That, yes, you can do incredible things, but it's going to take way more time than you expect. Yeah, It's not like video games where you just click and you level up. Yeah, fucking it's so exhausting. It's exhausting being human. It's exhausting to self-actualize. It really is. It really is. You need to eat well. You need to sleep well.
0: You need to be in loving relationships. It's so much easier to eat Cheetos and like lie on the couch and just say, fuck it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. The wealth of calories that you can consume right now is unimaginable.
0: unimaginable. Oh, man. Dude, it's true. And I resonate with that a lot too, because for me, a major, I'd say probably one of my biggest guiding stars is around trying to have my actions in alignment with my values. And I think the word I'd use to describe that is integrity, or at least that's one way I'd look at integrity is do my actions align with my values. And I'm, I just love, I love what you're saying about how it's not easy to, um, these things because I, not at I, all. it's just so encouraging. I think for, I'm sure anybody going through a hump or myself, when I go through humps, it's like, yeah, that's not going to be for easy. sure. Yeah. Just re- exactly. Remembering <sighs> it's not going to be easy.
1: Fucked so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I remember um, the last time we talked when we got coffee whenever I remember one thing you said is that there are no easy wins, which seems like a similar thing that I I really like it.
1: Yep, absolutely. Giving a little plug to narrative and and storytelling. That right there is an example of foreshadowing. It's just letting everybody know that it's the past narrative. The old narrative is like, oh, it was a piece of cake. It was easy. I just made it happen. No, dude. It is so hard. Don't go it alone. Like, <laughs> take care of yourself. It's, like, it's, it's a marathon. You're not as smart as you think you are. You know? <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not even the smart. I'm not going to claim to be any kind of smart person. I, I'm obsessive. I have that quality. I've watched that happen over and over again. Um, but there's so much harder people out there. It's me. such
0: a refreshing perspective, too, because uh, I don't know, especially in the world of people talking about a uh, manifestation, which I think is a true thing. Like you said, if you're a human, you can put your mind to create something. You can manifest something. It just it takes time and it takes effort and yeah, dedication. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, yeah. But I feel not there's so but... many people in the manifestation world that spin it to be instantaneous, which I think just makes for a tough it, it it's a recipe for disaster in some ways.
1: There you go. Yep you you get nailed it right. I think uh, one of the first things I mentioned is is that is that we 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 can't. It's so hard to think about the future. We're thinking about instantaneous. That's one of our beha- It's a behavioral thing. And so part of my politic is not just you know um, idealism and materialism, but also includes behaviorism and like the the neuroscience, the inherent. Um, like just
0: like tendencies of being a, a human tendencies, species. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, yeah, modern that's, psychology it, is it, great it, for it, that too. I'm trying to, exactly modern psychology. I'm, I'm really trying to widen my, my politic to be encompassing. Um And, and that's one piece that I, I really appreciate because it's become so insightful. I think so many debates exist on this plane about, Oh, if I just teach people how to do this, if I just educate people, if you just learn the thing and it's like, that's only part and it's not even necessarily the, always the answer and it, it, it's there's more going on essentially is what i'm trying to get at is that we have to hold space for for all the other things that are happening and that's also i think maybe that's part of coming back to that notion of paradox that's where our paradox enters it's, it's not just one answer we have to accept that there's um, maybe one or two or three and if you let your ego down it's it's more than you're even aware of
0: I feel like in that and holding that perspective, it, it kills dogma. And I've been dogmatic before. Like when I first discovered Burning Man, I thought that everyone should go to Burning Man. And when I first discovered meditation, I thought that everybody should meditate. And when yeah, I got into coaching, both. I thought everyone should get a coach. Like, Those are all good favorites. Those are all good too. <laughs> yeah, yes. for sure. And it really does help recognizing there's no one answer to anything. Like you have to hold space oh, that forever. forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh amazing. Dude, we're running into time and I was wondering if you could say where people could find you and why somebody might want to look you up.
1: You can look me up at That That is our uh website for the cooperative. We do a bunch of storytelling. We like to geek out on strategy. Yeah. And if you want to reach me, um I'm really curious about new economy, about um cooperativism, about just geeking out and scheming. I think something I really value right now is trying to build more thought partner relationships people that you can just play with that you can essentially do show and tells and just share the work that you're working on and just be with other folks and, and vibe and and rift with folks so if others are interested in stuff like that um feel free to reach out um at story2designs.com um, and you'll find me there
0: sweet dude thanks for thanks for taking the time and energy to meet i really appreciated connecting with you and i i think you're a good human doing really good work in the world and i appreciate learning from your viewpoint
1: word likewise it's very mutual Um, Mike it's been great hanging out with you
0: hey friends thank you for tuning in I hope you got something out of this episode I know that I sure had a blast with it if you enjoy this podcast please head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating I'm offering an exchange right now where if it feels in alignment for you to give this podcast five stars then send me a message on Facebook let me know you did it and then I'll sit down, take some time to grok your profile, and I will write you a thoughtful and sincere compliment. Truly, please take me up on it. And if this episode touched on something you think a friend might find titillating, pass it on to them too. And I just want to say, I bring my utmost sincerity to each of these conversations, and I really do want to spread vibes and information that cause people to reflect and deepen and just live a more honest, kind, and vivacious life because I really believe that the state of the world needs everything that we can give it. It needs people to be at full capacity. It needs people to be living their life fully and giving their greatest positive impact to humanity. And so if I can just flick over one domino with this podcast that flicks over a couple more that lead people into living their life fully and giving back to the earth, then by Jove, man, I will be a happy dude. So trying to do my part here and any help, love and support, I would just so greatly appreciate. And at the very least, I am super appreciated that you listened to this episode and much love, folks. I'll see you next time.